It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. And if you're just joining us, we've been talking about the announcement today that uh, Facebook is continuing to ban former President Donald Trump from its pages. And, of course, the millions of followers that he had on that platform and Instagram as well. And uh, they are putting some more uh, parameters around it in terms of not having it be just an indefinite suspension. Uh, It will be six months. They'll need to reassess uh, along the way at some point within that six-month period. Uh, And so that's an interesting thing to to think through. But, uh, of course, as we always try to do on this show, I want to go just beyond the the headlines of that. And uh, we had a a great conversation um, with our ABC correspondent, uh, Elizabeth Schulze, just a moment ago uh, in terms of what that all means and and how that all played out. And it's just such an interesting uh, universe in terms of uh, who is calling for the big tech companies to be broken up. They have too much power. Some are saying they need more regulation. Uh, and some of those calling for more regulation are uh, Republicans as well as Democrats. So it's it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting window to look into uh, to see what's going on. But we want to go through just a, a few different angles that uh, maybe you haven't thought about or listened to uh, over the course of the day today. And I want to actually start with Mark Zuckerberg, who spoke at a House Judiciary Subcommittee hitting, hearing last July, uh, talking about uh, antitrust. And uh, he focused in this testimony, again, this was last July, uh, he touted what he called Facebook's record on free speech. Our goal is to offer a platform for all ideas. Uh, we want to give everyone in the world a voice to share their, their experiences and ideas. A lot of that is, is day-to-day things that happen in their lives. Some of it is, is political. Um, and frankly, I think that we've distinguished ourselves as one of the, the companies that um, defends free expression the most. Uh, so that was last July. Again, think of all of the things that took place between last July and today in terms of the election, uh, the aftermath of the election, the events of January 6th, uh, and on and on and on it goes. Uh, so very interesting that uh, Mr. Zuckerberg was uh, focused at that point that uh, this is a platform for all ideas, that we want to be the the place where everyone has a voice. And, of course, we've seen uh, different individuals, different organizations targeted uh, for what they post uh, on their sites. Uh, And now we have this oversight board that is uh, sort of weighing in as kind of the arbiter uh, of what is and what isn't acceptable on those. And uh, and so to me, that's an interesting thing in terms of uh, who's deciding that and what does that what does that really mean? Uh, I want to go to uh, political commentator and radio host uh, Jimmy Dore, uh, who is a socialist, by the way, uh, he warned uh, against the danger of championing censorship. Uh, he, he he observed that the uh, the coin can flip in an instant and that those uh, who want ideas they oppose to be censored, of course, we all want that, right? If somebody's 
disagrees with me. We don't want to. We don't want to hear that. Uh, but of course, uh, that coin always gets flipped. Uh, but here's what Jimmy Dore said: the censorship, how it starts when you're happy about it, it never ends up that way. It always ends up you're unhappy. The first time they censor, you're happy. The second time, you're unhappy. <laughs> and the reason you're unhappy the second time they censor is because they are now censoring you. <laughs> Uh, so very interesting. Again, someone who's not uh, uh, who is an, an avowed self-proclaimed socialist uh, to say, hey, the censorship thing is a bad idea uh, and you're not going to like it. You may like it the first time when they censor your opponents, but you're going to really, really hate it when they censor you. And that's just how censorship works in the end. Uh, now let's go over to the conservative side of the aisle. Conservative commentator Steve Crowder uh, says uh, talked about things that happened to him with his YouTube show. Uh, which he says ran into trouble with the uh, the so-called powers that be. If you type in Stephen Crowder, change my mind, seems pretty specific. Yeah. All of the first page video results are from other channels. Not some, all oh. of them. With fewer views, by the way. With fewer yeah. views. Way fewer views. So what Stephen Crowder was arguing there is, is wait a minute, there's... Uh, there's lots of different ways. Uh, just banning you from a site is one thing to do. Changing the algorithms in terms of what appears in a search uh, to your programming or to your content that may be contrary to those who are making those decisions uh, for a big tech company uh, is another way of another form of censorship. And again, he's challenging that and uh, saying, now, wait a minute, uh, you know, that's not a good thing either. Okay, now let's go. Uh, let's go to uh, CNN correspondent uh, Brian Selter. Uh, he's host of the program Reliable Sources, different from Inside Sources, uh, and we'll see how reliable they are. Uh, but he gave his take on why he actually supports online censorship of certain content. We have to turn down the capability of these conservative influencers to reach these huge audiences. But while some cry cancel culture, let me suggest a different way to think about this. A harm reduction model. Okay, that that term really makes me nervous. A harm reduction model. (laughs) Talk about redefining the term censorship. A harm reduction model. So again, if I disagree with you and I don't want to be accused of censoring you, because that's just a, a bad word. You don't want to, no one wants to be the censor. Uh, but we're doing this as a harm reduction model. Uh, this is a, a conversation for another day, uh, but we are in so many ways, we are draining the meaning out of our words and changing something like censorship to a harm reduction model uh, should make all of us across the political spectrum, across all spectrums, a little bit nervous. So as we look at what happened today, again, you can focus on the top line of the specifics as it relates to the former president, Donald Trump, and a big tech company like Facebook, uh, continuing to ban him and not allow his pages to be seen on their platform. There's a much deeper conversation that we all need to look at uh, that goes into so many other issues. Uh, we talked a little bit with Elizabeth Schulze from ABC News uh, about all of the dynamics in here. Some people have questioned, well, if they had a, if Facebook had a problem with President Trump, why didn't they do that earlier? Why didn't they do that right after the election? 
Why didn't they do it uh, just prior to the election? And there's all kinds of things that happen there because, remember, uh, these big tech companies, on one hand, will will squeal about the challenge they face in terms of having you know good, reliable voices on their platforms. And there's also an economic model that they profit from. from. And did Facebook profit with what President Trump posted between November and January? Of course they did. And there's a whole business model that goes with that. There's a political discussion to be had for sure. Uh, I, I raised it with uh, with Elizabeth Schulze from ABC about what happens if the former president decides to run for president again in 2024. Then suddenly you have federal election laws into place. Uh, and what's the impact of that? And so a lot of these things, if you just read the headline, you can go to your political corner and hunker down uh, and and only address it that way. But we, we've got to have some different kinds of conversations uh, about all of this. And part of it is, what are we willing to listen to? How discerning are we committed to be? And what do we really expect uh, out of these businesses, these big tech companies and these platforms? And what is the proper role of government? Uh, There's a myriad of free speech issues that come into play. There's election law that comes into play. Uh, There's a a host of things that come in. Uh, But I'm telling you, the the place we have to begin, and we're going to talk about this a little later in the show today, is uh, what do I do and what's my job? We saw the eruption of anger and frustration uh, last night uh, at a, a Board of Education meeting. In the Granite School District, uh, we're going to talk about that coming up at one fifty. Uh, but coming up here in uh, just five minutes after our bottom of the hour news break, uh, conversation I had this morning with Mayor Aaron, Aaron Mendenhall uh, from Salt Lake City, who is actually with the First Lady as she uh, comes into town. We'll continue to track all of that here on KSL News. Stay with us. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.